This very exciting episode of Back to the Point is brought to you by BC High Connect, BC High's all-in-one alumni portal that includes a job board, a news feed, business directory, community directory, mentoring platform, and much more. To get started on BC High Connect, visit bchighnetwork.com and log in using your LinkedIn credentials. Again, that's bchighnetwork.com. This episode of Back to the Point is also brought to you by the class of 2021 who just graduated from BC High. And I uh, just want to take a second before we get into the pod to say congratulations to the class of 2021. Um, you know, you guys have a very special, unique story. A lot was thrown at you in the last couple of years while you were at BC High, and uh, you overcame it. You, you pushed through, you persevered. As um, President uh, Grace Regan likes to talk about grit and humility, um, you, you guys pushed through with those qualities, and you were able to walk across that stage on, in front of your friends and classmates and family and teachers and um, you know, folks who are important to you, and uh, it's impressive. And I just wanted to take a second to tip, tip our uh, collective alumni hat to all of you and say congratulations. Welcome to the alumni family. Uh, we're excited to have you, and we're extremely proud of you. So congratulations to the class of 2021. On today's pod, um, I was able to sit down and talk with Alan, Mike, and Anthony Eofredo. Uh, Mike is from the class of 2011. Anthony is from the class of 2016. And Alan is their dad. So a couple of firsts on this pod. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the first ever three guest pod uh, that we've done. I know we've done, a, I think, a couple, uh, two guest podcasts. The Sears Brothers were, were one of them, was one of them. Um, but I, I don't think we've ever done a, a three guest pod until this one. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but also, it was the first ever podcast that we uh, uh, did with a parent. We were, our parent was a guest. So that was really cool. It was it was great to to get a parent's perspective. So we we talked about you know um, Anthony and Mike's BC High story, but we were also able to kind of weave in and and hear from Alan on what it's like to be a parent and to watch uh, your kids go through BC High and what it's like to watch um, them them grow and change over the course of their time there. How it you know uh, impacts their life during and after BC High. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great conversation and I had a lot of fun talking to them. We, we also talked about Kairos, the importance of faith, and uh, th- there's a very real possibility that the uh, Eofredo family will basically be running the city of Austin, Texas in the near future. Just th- it's likely that they're all going to be located there and uh, just keep an eye on that. Just, just watch out for the Eofredo family in Austin, Texas. Uh, but yeah, we had a great conversation, a lot of fun. Eofredo family, let's do it. Here we go. Welcome to this episode of Back to the Point. Uh, we are here on a beautiful Thursday morning here in the Massachusetts area, uh, but we're we're talking to three different people today of the same family. We're talking to Alan Eofredo. Uh, who's a parent of Mike Eofredo and Anthony Eofredo, who are of the classes of 
2011 and 2016, respectively. This is exciting for me because this is the first time that we're doing a family pod. So let me just set the scene for our listeners. I have my Zoom screen up. I have, for, for the first time on a podcast, I have three small squares around me who are, uh, who are ready to uh, weigh in and be here and tell a little bit about their story. So uh, this is exciting. Let's start uh, with this. Alan, I was hoping that you could, from a parent's perspective, talk a little bit about how you kind of became introduced to BC High and what kind of led you to want to send your boys to the school. Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting us. It's, it's good to be here. You know, my wife and I, uh, when we were thinking about high schools for, for our sons, you know, had heard many good things about BC High. Uh, the only daunting consideration was the commute to get from Melrose on the Orange Line to, to where you are. But my sons quickly assured us that that, that that wouldn't be a problem, that they were willing to accept that challenge. And I think that in combination with the school's reputation for excellence, uh, faith formation, and the extracurriculars that were available to them, I think kind of sealed the deal for us. We just thought it was a well-rounded education without a lot of distraction. Gotcha. And uh, you talk a little bit about, uh, in your answer there, the, the concept of faith formation. Can you expand a little bit about that, kind of what you were hoping for from the school when you learned about how it approached that and kind of what you saw over the course of your, your boys' five years, I'm oh, sorry, four years uh, at BC High? Sure. Well, you know, as parents, we're always challenged by the culture that surrounds us and, and, and um, the opportunities to raise our sons in a caring, thoughtful environment where they're made aware of, of some of the problems other young men and women have. And, and so I, I, I think that the opportunity to have the messages from home and church reinforced in the classroom was a, a very good and unique opportunity for us to, to kind of uh, walk the talk. Um, and I think BC High goes a long way towards walking the talk. Mike, let's go to you next. So you, you kind of blazed the BC High trail, so to speak, in your family. You were, you were the first one to, to go to the school. What were some of the things uh, that you were thinking about when your parents were kind of introducing you to the idea of BC High? Well, thanks again for having us, Rick. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you this morning. You know, coming from the North Shore, I think it's important to remember that most of the students at BC High seem to come from the South Shore. So it was a little intimidating at first. My brother and I certainly looked at other North Shore Catholic schools, whether it be St. John's Prep or Malden Catholic, um, and, and chose BC High because when we visited, it just felt right. Um, and that could have been for a number of different reasons. But uh, certainly some of the reasons that my dad mentioned, just the environment, the structure, the excellence, and just the surrounding, be, being surrounded by faith, but also the athletics. You know, if you're being candid and you're a young, young man and you're very interested in playing different sports at a competitive level, that was certainly of interest. But also seeing just how the students carried themselves, and certainly the elder ones, uh, and where they would end up going was very impressive. And so that was uh, among uh, many things that I considered when choosing BC High. Now, when, when, when the message was delivered by your dad and your mom about going to BC High, was it something that you were excited about initially, or was it something that you had a little bit of trepidation about um, before you had the chance to visit and kind of explore it a little bit? 
It was exciting and intimidating. Like I think, you know, any next phase in life would be for anyone. Um, my brother and I are fortunate in that, you know, we were very much a part of that decision um, of where to go. Uh, it wasn't necessarily our parents' decision which high school we would end up going to. And for that, we're very grateful. Um, it, for us, it was more exciting than intimidating. You know, we, we were intrigued by the concept of, of taking the subway to high school. Uh, I would say that that really helped build our character freshman and sophomore year um, and helped develop just our, our self-reliance. Um, so it, it was more exciting than intimidating. And it's something that we look back on quite fondly. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and uh, you mentioned that you visited and when you visited, it just felt right. I'm assuming that you, you did the Eagle for a day program. I did. I did do the Eagle for a day. Um, and it was not just during that, but during other visits initially where, you know, when I walked the halls of BCI, I felt at home. Uh, I could envision myself being a student there. Um, it, it's one of those things that's hard to describe, Rick. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, uh, Anthony, let's, let's move on to you. Um, uh, you, you got to see your brother um, kind of blaze the trail ahead of you a little bit at BC High. Um, can you talk a, a little bit about what it was like kind of watching him go initially and how that formed, um, you know, I, I assume your desire to, to go there yourself? Yeah, Rick, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, the first thing I'll say is, uh, you know, with Mike going ahead of me to BC High had a lot of benefits because when I first entered into the school, uh, you know, whether it be students or teachers, they would just say, you know, you're, you're Mike's little brother, right? And I would go, yeah, that's me. Um, and, you know, so the family name was just in and around that school a little bit. And so it was, I found it to be a little easier for me to connect with both the faculty and other students. And so you know, being able to have that was huge. Um, but, you know, when I was in middle school <clears throat> and I would see my, you know, brother go off on the train to, uh, to BC High, I would just think, you know, this is just a whole new experience. I, I couldn't really imagine it at the time because, you know, coming from a very small town, uh, going to a small private elementary school, um, you know, as Mike alluded to, it was just a different chapter, different way of life. Um, and it certainly had to, I had to learn, you know, time management with, you know, getting home so late and uh, instead of having just a quick five minute drive um, in the hometown of Melrose from elementary school. But uh, yeah, very formative experience and, you know, being able to follow after Mike was, was a huge benefit for me, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, I think my brother, uh, my brothers, uh, Doug and Michael, would, would, would say the same thing, that if following in my footsteps and, and having a little bit of a field guide may, may have been helpful <laughs> for them. Um, you, you, both, you both touched on um, riding the orange line and, and kind of how that really was, a, was a, uh, an integral part of your experience. Anthony, can you, can you talk a little bit about kind of what, what that um, experience taught you, how it helped form your kind of experience of BC High? Yeah, sure. Uh, so backtracking a little bit, um, I was, you know, lucky enough to have a very close friend group in middle school and elementary school. And a lot of the same friends went to 
went to BCI as well. Um, so it was daunting at first taking this, you know, taking these train rides. And I just remember the first few weeks of high school, just worried sick that I would get lost and just end up on the green line somehow near Fenway. Um, you know, and I would just, you know, I would text my, I would text Mike or my dad or, you know, it was, it was stressful, but having those close friends that I've knew that I've known for years made it a whole lot easier. And I think just over time, you just bump into other students, you know, from different places and you, there's just so much time for you to converse and speak about, you know, what you're doing, whether it be extracurriculars or uh, certain classes. And so all it just gave you was time to uh, literally be really close <laughs> to other students um, for, for the morning and, you know, the afternoon. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I'm from the South Shore, so there might be a little bit of rivalry between us today, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel the same way about, so we had a bus for a while that ran from, from a number of South Shore towns. This was pre-commuter um, rail, but um, I feel the same way about the bus. Some of my best memories <laughs> ever were on that bus. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it sounds like you had a similar experience on the train. Um, so I'd, I'd like to go to um, Mike real quick. Mike, um, when you when you think back uh, to your four years at BC High, can you talk a little bit about um, some individual kind of experiences or um, you know kind of what stands out in your in your mind from that time, both maybe at the school and at home? Um, you know what kind of comes to mind uh, most quickly about about that time. There's a lot that comes to mind, Rick. Um, I think the number one thing is just the, the friend group that I was fortunate enough to to build um, and maintain to this day. It's it's still the the closest group of friends that I have are my BCI guys, um, and most of them come from uh, the cross country team, which I started when I was a freshman year uh, in an effort to you know quote unquote get in shape for hockey season, uh, which really never came to fruition since it's so competitive uh, and I'm not the biggest guy or wasn't then. Um, but I, that is what comes to mind uh, is just a really close knit group of friends who ran cross country. I, I think there's a common theme in life that, you know, whoever you, you go through certain tough periods with, whether challenging, strenuous, um, you, you develop a certain bond with those individuals. And, and that's something that I, it was certainly true in my time at BCI running cross country um it wasn't easy and uh but it was very fulfilling and we had a lot of fun doing it so um gosh that's what comes to mind um first and foremost yeah that that makes a lot of sense um i feel very similarly about my uh my bc high guys as, as you say uh it sounds like when when you went into bc high you kind of had an idea of the way that at least the initial chapter of your story was going to go in that you wanted to make the hockey team, it sounds like, um, and, and that you had to adjust, maybe, maybe I don't know if you tried out and didn't make it or, or what the story there was. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and maybe what it was like to go through that transition of having an idea of how things wanted to go, but then adjusting and, and you know, what your uh, support group, whether it was friends or, or, and or teachers, how they kind of helped you through that. 
Definitely. I, I think we all go through periods in life like that where you're trying to figure out where you, you best fit in or, or where you're meant to be. Um, yeah, I grew up playing hockey my entire childhood and um, was excited to compete for an opportunity to play on the BC High team. Uh, did not get picked. You know, out of 80 guys, they picked, I think, 20. Uh, that leaves you in the minority or majority of people who don't get picked. But um, when that happened, that was it was definitely tough, but nothing that I or anyone else couldn't overcome. I uh, tried playing lacrosse in the spring and uh, coming from the North Shore uh, just wasn't worth competing with those South Shore kids uh, who had been playing since they could walk. Uh, whereas we, you know, in Melrose had our first lacrosse team a year before I came to BC High. So I uh, didn't know that, but uh, I think the, the lessons learned is just keep trying um, and, and keep meeting new people. What was so great about BC High is just the, the depth and the diversity of people that go to the school and the relationships you develop in different areas. Um, you know, I, in addition to running cross country, I, I did acting um, and loved taking acting classes um, with Mr. Hernandez. I, I don't even know if he's still around. Um, and then actually auditioned and, and performed in two of our one act plays in the winter season. And so, you know, having friends from classes, having friends from cross country, having friends from acting, giving yourself that diverse group of people to lean on, speak with, learn from uh, is huge. And, you know, in that you find out that you're, you're not meant to be in just one place, whether it's the hockey team or the cross country team, you're meant to just learn as much as you can be a sponge um, and develop and find out who you are as a person. Uh, Anthony, same question to you. All right. Uh, so talk a little bit about what stands out in your mind uh, from your BC high experience. What, you know, if I say, uh, you know, if I say those words, BC high experience, what floats to the top right away? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it did, it was broken up for me at least into, into two pools. Um, one being sports and then the other being music. Um, and so first with sports, when I entered into BC high, I was, I was big with basketball. I really wanted to play, um, was playing for years at that point. I made the freshman team, did not make JV. Uh, and it hurt a little bit, you know, cause, uh, my height just wasn't there. And, uh, although I was quick, it just, it didn't work out and that's fine. Um, and so, you know, I also ran cross country. I did, uh, both indoor and outdoor track. So I was mainly a three season runner sophomore year on. Um, and similar to what Mike said, you know, just the bonds that you create when you're running with 20 dudes in 30 degree weather, when you're nine miles away from the school, you talk about everything. You just spill it out on the table. You just learn everything about the people you're with. And it's just incredible. I mean, I look back and I think of the frozen hands and toes. But I also think back to uh, just, you know, the great stories that we would tell. Um, and, you know, those times will, will never happen again. I think those are some of the best high school experience, experiences I've had. Um, and I even earned the nickname Sauce, which, uh, which was kind of, a, you know, a trademark of mine. I, I got the nickname because everyone on the team thought my last name was Alfredo. 
So they started calling me Alfredo sauce and then just sauce. Uh, so it's really interesting when some high school friends today just reach out and they go, Sauce, what's up? And I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that name in, in uh, five, six years. Um, but again, just really, really fun experience. Um, and then the second is music. You know, I, at a young age, I played piano a lot. I took lessons since I was very young uh, and I really enjoyed singing. And so I, you know, tried out chamber choir and that was just a beautiful experience. I was able to go to Dublin to sing with the chamber choir at many cathedrals, um, which was an extraordinary experience and really one of the first experiences I had abroad. Uh, with, and it really just, uh, you know, taught me the benefit of seeing new places and learning about, you know, new cultures uh, really opens your mind to new things. Um, and, you know, it really convinced me doing that chamber choir in high school to just continue, uh, you know, the music side of things. So as I entered Wake Forest, I joined an acapella group as a, as a baritone. Uh, we were called the Melodiques. Um, and just an amazing experience being able to meet people, you know, through music. Um, and so I think those are the two main pillars, I, I would say, for my experience at BCI. I've got to say, I've heard a lot of nicknames uh, in my life, but Sauce is one of the best ones I've ever heard. That's an <laughs> incredible you. nickname, not only because of the origin of it, but because of its brevity. And <laughs> it's just, it's such a good nickname. That's a great, great nickname. And I'm, I, I much appreciate the fact that your friends still use it today. That is also the sign of a good nickname. It, it sticks, apparently. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's <laughs> like real sauce, you know? Right. Great point. Um, great point. Alan, I want to I wanna go to you now. Um, I, I, want, I, I was wondering if, if, similar question to you, but from a parent's perspective, and, and you know, you kind of had, um, you kind of watched Mike go through and then Anthony go through, what do you remember from their time at BC High from being a parent? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I remember a few things, uh, you know, not the least of which is tuition, tuition checks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, every time I wrote a check, I would ask myself, um, because I'm a professional investor by, by profession and, and a writer as well. And I would ask myself, you know, am I getting a good return on my investment? And um, I can happily say that I always thought the answer was yes, that, that when I saw, and I think you're seeing it or, or listening to it now, um, my sons are who they are in large part because of BC High. And I think to a person, they would tell you that their academic experience at BC High was in, was in many ways more challenging than their college experience. Um, but, but my wife and I feel that the value not only in terms of academics, but I think in terms of relationships. Um, we, of course, became friends with our son's friends and we delight anytime we see those young men, we just say to ourselves, you know, what a great group of kids. Um, and they've gone on to success in their careers. Um, so I, I would say we're very proud of them. We're very pleased to see that they've maintained those relationships and that, um, that the school continues to survive and thrive. And, and uh, you know, I may be their best salesperson, but, but I would urge parents to, to, to focus on BC High as a great place to send your sons. Um, 
I think my I think my parents would would say the same thing. Uh, when they were when Mike and Anthony were at BC High and they were going through their experience, were, were you able you know were you able to kind of see the changes in who they were becoming taking root over time, or was it kind of like because time just goes by so fast? All of a sudden they were graduating in their white tuxes, and you said, "Oh my God, look at these guys." No, I think we saw their confidence grow. You know, as freshmen, um, I admired the fact that on parents' night, when we would walk their curriculum, uh, my wife and I would leave saying, oh my God, you know, <laughs> we didn't feel up to, to the curriculum that our, that our teenage boys were about to confront. And so we were pleased that they um, not only um, survived that process, but, but actually you know, learned a great deal, improved their academic skills, but grew more confident as young men. And, um, and, and that was really encouraging just to watch that unfold over time. And I think it not only had to do with the classroom, but as Anthony and Mike alluded to is, you know, when you suffer with fellow runners, um, you mature and you gain perspective. Um, and I think they're particularly grateful for those relationships. And I think, um, you know, happiness in large part depends on gratitude. And I, and I think that, that, that they left BCI really happy and, and mature young men. Um, when, we were, when we were talking right before we came on, Alan, uh, you just kind of dropped this little tidbit that I think I need to, I need to touch on. Um, you mentioned that you were uh, quite possibly the first um, alumni father or at the time, you know, student father to go on uh, the Kairos retreat. And obviously, I just want to say a disclaimer to all of our um, listeners. Kairos is shrouded in, in uh, you know, some some honorable secrecy because of the, some of the things that go on. It, it always helps to keep those things under wraps. Um, so we won't we won't do any spoilers here today. We will all work hard to make sure we don't do any spoilers. But can can you talk a little bit about um, what brought you to ask to go on a Kairos retreat? And then when you went on, can you talk a little bit about that experience? Sure. Um, you know, campus ministry was, you know, a significant part of our son's um, education and development. And when they each had made a retreat and came home and said, what a profound experience and positive experience it was, uh, I was so curious that I, I asked John Mark, who leads the campus ministry, um, if, if it was possible for fathers to join their sons or just other young men. And he said, we've never been asked that question before. Um, but he goes, I don't, I don't see why not. So um, he invited me on a retreat and I'm very grateful that he did. Uh, and I've since gotten to know the other um, uh, faculty involved in campus ministry. And, and yeah, without, without divulging the secrets of Kairos, um, <laughs> I would say that there's there's some special chemistry when you put um, you know two dozen young men in a room and invite them to reflect upon their personal lives, uh, both in a positive and negative way, and and share that information publicly. Um, good things happen, um, and and so I would encourage other parents who might be listening if if you've never made a retreat. Um, whether it's Kairos or several other flavors that BC High offers, it's a profoundly good thing to do. Um, and and uh, it's changed me and I continue to do it because um, I find it really helpful in my own life. 
Um, Mike, what did, what did you think when you found out that your dad was going to be going on a Kairos retreat? What were, what did you think of all that? I, I was not surprised. Uh, my, my father is someone who, um, loves to invite himself to different things. Uh, whether it's my economics class to teach, uh, economics, uh, and, and Mr. Nick Argeno agrees to it and it goes so well that he does it again. Um, to you know, him being interested in Kairos, it, it was a very natural fit for him. Um, you know, we're all very spiritual, but my my dad is up there, perhaps at the top, and uh, he also really enjoys mentoring uh, and coaching others. Uh, he he does it in his his career. Um, you know, providing financial advice to to people who are need guidance and need structure. Um, but he also you know is a mentor and friend to a lot of my friends. Uh, and that just goes to say a lot about, you know, who he is and, and how much he enjoys helping others. So, um, it was not a surprise and it's something that I think, you know, whoever went to Kairos with him, uh, I, I have no doubt they benefited from it. Uh, and can you, can you talk a little bit about your Kairos experience? Um, you know, kind of your feelings on it, even now looking back today. Absolutely. You know what? Gosh, it's, it seems like forever ago, Rick. So, um, I think all I would say without revealing too much is that it's very much a needed experience um, when you're a young adult, you know, to have that opportunity to reflect, but also have that support from your peers, from the faculty, from campus ministry, um, to really reflect on your life as it has been so far and perhaps where you want it to go within a really productive and supportive you know, framework. Um, and it's, it's, it's just nice going in without any expectations. So uh, I just remember being so pleasantly surprised and developing even stronger relationships with individuals that you otherwise might not have developed those relationships with um, because you didn't run cross country with them or you didn't play a certain sport with them yet. Um, it, it, you were cut from the same cloth. Anthony, uh, what about you? Um, can you talk a little bit about your, uh, Kairos experience, maybe some of your feelings right after it happened and, and some of your feelings today, now that you have the opportunity to look back, you know, X number of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Mike said, it's, it's been a few years, but I, the one thing I do remember is just how I felt throughout the experience. Um, and what I think Kairos does a great job of doing is it provides you an opportunity to see the concept of faith in just a different light. Um, to me, it was great to be able to get away from your daily challenges and worries. You kind of step outside of, uh, you know, homework and, uh, you know, extracurriculars, you know, family matters, and you just get to reflect. Um, and that was, you know, a beautiful thing because it felt as if time just stood still and you were able to just be present with everyone around you. Um, you know, I will say that, uh, before Kairos, I thought of faith and religion as, you know, just going to church every Sunday and, you know, kneeling and, you know, praying to this, you know, divine God. And it's, it's, it is that in a sense, but it's, it's, there's way more to faith that I just didn't know about. Um, and a big part of it is just brotherhood and just hearing other people out and, not only having faith, but giving faith 
or placing faith in other people. You know, that's, I think that's a huge part of God's plan is, you know, to not only have faith yourself, but also pick people up. Um, and just to be able to hear the stories of classmates that I, I knew, but I didn't know very well. Um, I created some great bonds. Um, and yeah, so just being able to meet those people and kind of just reflect in that way was, you know, a huge experience for me. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible, uh, incredible experience that I highly recommend to anyone uh, listening. If you're a student and uh, haven't had the chance to go yet, sign up. If you've gone and you can become a leader, I recommend that as well. Um, Anthony, let's, let's, uh, let's stay with you for a second. Um, I, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about um, your story um, since you graduated in 2016 you know, where you went to school. I mean, you went mentioned Wake Forest, but your time at Wake Forest, um, what you've done, at, you know, since then, et cetera. Um, and I was hoping um, that you could touch on while you're, while you're talking about that, um, how what you learned and, and how you were formed at BC High has kind of carried you through those um, experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I decided to go to Wake Forest which is in Winston-Salem. It's a small town, a little, I believe, north of Charlotte. Um, and I wanted to go there because, you know, up until that point in my life, New England was everything. I, I was born and raised in New England, and I, I just needed to get out a little bit. Um, being able to see, you know, my brother and my, my sister both go to colleges out of state, it really you know, it pushed me in that direction as well. And I'm really glad I did so. Um, and, you know, like my father said, I, I honestly believed that the PCI curriculum was a little more strenuous than, uh, than Wake Forest curriculum. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still difficult in both scenarios. Wake Forest earned the nickname Work Forest in a lot of sense because um, <laughs> it was it was difficult at times, but I felt prepared. Um, and I think a huge thing I took away from BC High when I entered college is just time management uh, and being able to focus on one thing at a time and get things done and uh, prioritize. And so I had a great four years there, uh, played some ultimate Frisbee. Um, like I said, I sang in the Melodiques and acapella group. I was a brother of the Sigma Pi fraternity, which was a great way to meet people. Um, and I was able to do a lot of philanthropy through that, which, which I wanted to do coming out of BC High. Um, I majored in marketing and minored in economics, which to me was a perfect fit because it taught me a little bit both of the creative and the technical. Uh, so I had a good balance no matter what kind of career I wanted to go into. Um, but looking back, you know, Wake Forest was a perfect fit for me, great size, good, good people. Um, and I look back now with only very fond memories. Um, uh, Mike, let's go to you with kind of the same question. Um, what did you do? You know, where did you go after BCI? What have you been up to and, and kind of where are you today? Absolutely. It, uh, well, naturally after BC high, you go to Denver, Colorado. So uh, that, that is what I did. Um, I went to the University of Denver. 
um, in Colorado and, and really enjoyed my time there. Uh, a lot of people ask, you know, how do you end up there? And it, it uh, is a longer story, but to, to tell it in a more uh, abbreviated way, I had spent um, my summers during high school um, and afterwards working on a ranch in Wyoming. Um, and I, I really enjoyed my time out there uh, in the Rocky Mountains. And so I uh, knew I wanted to spend more time out there. Uh, sought out uh, a school in the West that had a good business a business school that was relatively smaller uh, so that I, I would feel at home um, and ended up landing on the University of Denver. Um, the, the, the great skiing nearby also, you know, didn't hurt Rick. So <laughs> that was all of a factor um, and enjoyed my time there. Uh, didn't know really anyone when I went there. And so wasn't planning on joining a fraternity, but did in, in hindsight, you know, I think it was to, to somewhat try and replace that core friend group that I had surround yourself with some young men that you can really depend on. Um, and so joined the Kappa Sigma fraternity at, at university of Denver and, um, ended up becoming treasurer and vice president and, and really enjoyed my time doing that. Um, but I would agree with Anthony in that BC high was the toughest, academic period of my life. It certainly prepared me and more for, you know, college. Um, and I was grateful for that. Um, since graduating DU in, in 2015, uh, I moved down to Austin, Texas, where I, I got a job at, at Dimensional Fund Advisors. I had sought a job at Dimensional just because I, I really believe in what we're doing. And I was impressed by their growth and their client service um, in the financial and asset management industry. And so I've been down here in Austin, Texas for uh, what's approaching six years. And I've realized there are far worse places to go after college than Austin, Texas. It is uh, one awesome city and I would highly recommend visiting it uh, to anyone that hasn't been. Are you, uh, are you on like retainer with the Austin Board of Tourism or something? Because that was just a nice little casual plug. No, you know, I'm not. I don't get paid to say that, Rick. I think that's the disclaimer I'm trying to give. Um, but I, I have somehow convinced my, my sister and Anthony to move down here. Um, and so now, you know, all, all three siblings living in Austin, Texas, makes it for an easy visit for our parents. And uh, it, it's just a really fun city that has something for everybody. And so um, it's also the fastest growing city in the U.S. <laughs> um, Alan, I'm coming to you in just a second, but I can't leave Mike without talking to you a little bit more about the fact that you were a bona fide cowboy uh, for your summers. Uh, um, talk a little bit about working on that, that ranch. Well, what did you do and what was that like? Because I guarantee that most of our listeners and, and, and me included uh, won't be working on a ranch or, and probably don't work on a ranch. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a different um, summer job than, you know, bagging groceries at stop and shop or, or caddying. Uh, but it was something that I, I sought out and, and really enjoyed when I was 13. Um, my family and I went to a, a number of different guest ranches out West um, one of which being the ranch that I ended up working at. And I, I just enjoyed it so much. My time there, the, the culture, um, just the work ethic associated with it, the, the honesty, 
um, and just the lifestyle uh, of self-reliance, independence. And um, I, I asked my parents if I could work there the next summer. They said, we'll see how you feel in a month. And uh, I'm a very persistent person. So that, that inkling did not go away. And they helped me write a letter to the owners asking if I could work there. Um, and they, for some crazy reason, agreed to it when I was 14. Uh, so worked there every summer from 14 to 19 and, and kind of worked my way up from washing dishes, cleaning pools, mowing lawns to becoming, you know, a, a backcountry horse guide um, and caretaker. So looking after 80 head of horse and, and taking guests out on rides um, and showing them the backcountry. And it was some of the best summers of my life. Um, an opportunity to grow up, not too dissimilar from freshman year taking the subway to high school. It's an opportunity to grow, uh, get some independence and um, really, you know, learn a lot about yourself. So that, that was a big experience in my life, one that I attribute a lot to. Is, is the plan for you to eventually have a ranch of your own? Is that in the works? The goal, the ultimate goal is to be able to afford one of my own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, Alan, I want to come to you. Um, and I want to ask two things. First and foremost, when are you moving to Austin to be there with the rest of your family? And the second question is um, kind of a, a, a flip of what I asked uh, Anthony and Mike, which is once they graduated from BC High and you kind of watch them go to college and go into their now professional careers, um, how have you witnessed some of the things they learned at BC High, um, you know, manifest themselves in, in, their, in their lives? Wow, good questions. Um, well, if we start with the Austin one first, you know, my wife and I have said to them, you know, uh, if you're there in three to five years, we'll think seriously about uh, investing in a seasonal home. Yeah. Um, we, we like Austin a lot. It has a lot to offer, um, but so does Boston. You know, we, we, um, we downsized uh, when, they, when the kids left. And uh, so we have a, you know, a, a condo in Somerville and, and would not mind spending part of the year in Texas if that's where they decide to, to you know, start families and raise children. Um, so I, I think we'll learn a lot the next five years. <laughs> but, but um, you know, it, it goes without saying that, you know, most, most Visa High parents are proud of their sons. Um, we're no exception. Um, you know, the fact that we allowed our sons to uh, take a risk uh, go out west and, and do other things. Uh, you know, Anthony explored music and dance and Mike explored a, a way of life that's quickly disappearing. Um, we've tried to always, you know, set examples for them of uh, traveling, uh, witnessing other cultures and peoples. Uh, so as a family, we did a lot of traveling when they were growing up, uh, which is how Mike discovered this way of life. Um, and it also, um, it's been wonderful to see them thrive and not be shy about going other places and doing other things. So I think it's, it's, it's been real fun and, and also entertaining to watch them explore and, and prosper. Uh, it's, it sounds like you uh, also have a, have a daughter um, and um, how, did she ever get jealous of the fact that these guys went to BC High and had this had this experience? Um, well, I, I would say candidly, yes. I think there's a part of her 
that observe their experience. And um, my daughter, uh, who's very successful also is a freelance web designer. Um, she went to Austin Prep and she enjoyed that experience. She left there with, with many good girlfriends. Um, but I think she would be the first to say that the academic experience probably fell short and, and also the faith formation experience. I think a lot of schools um, talk a lot about faith formation, but I think BC High delivers on it in a unique way. Um, Alan, last question for you. And then Mike and Anthony, I'm, I'm coming back to you for um, two, more, uh, two more questions. Um, Alan, really quickly, you mentioned you're a writer and my understanding is that you've written a novel, is that correct? Yeah, you know, um, like a lot of PCI parents, we cope with the stresses of our careers. And um, it was suggested to me by a coach and therapist that I take a day a week and do something completely different from my day job. And so about a dozen years ago, I decided to um, write every Thursday morning. And I didn't begin that project with the idea of writing a novel. Uh, it just turned out that, that um, uh, I, I found an idea, it developed. Um, my family is an immigrant family from Italy. And there was a great story to tell about my father um, and this Renaissance artist 500 years ago who was responsible for um, creating the beverage Amaretto, which many of your listeners probably have enjoyed. And so I, I crafted a piece of historical fiction about this Renaissance artist. Um, it was published a year ago and um, its, its sales have exceeded my expectations. So it's, it's, done, it's done quite well. Um, and if your listeners are interested, it's called The Artist and the Innkeeper. Um, and so they could just um, um, Google that or go on Amazon uh, and, and search for the artist and the innkeeper and learn more. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, I want to go back to, let's go back to Anthony because I, 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 we, we haven't heard from you in a little bit and I want to make sure we get you in. Um, two, two questions for you kind of uh, in closing. Um, and I'll start with the first one and then we can go from there. Um, you and your brother have both mentioned that you formed really strong groups of friends at BC High. Since uh, leaving the school, can you talk a little bit about um, your interactions with the BC High network, as it's called, um, the BC High community, and, and whether that is, you know, the, the group of friends that you formed while you were at BC High um, or others in general? Um, just talk about a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um... I think moving out of BC High, I've tried to stay in touch with, uh, with you know, current students as much as possible. Um, I mean, the first thing that came to mind for me when you mentioned that was, uh, I believe the Christmas break right before COVID, uh, just to give an example, the counseling center asked uh, myself and uh, two other uh, close friends of mine who were in my graduating class Matt and Jack O'Donnell to just speak to current seniors about college life um, because, uh, you know, the counting center thought it'd be very beneficial for, for current seniors just to get a, a, you know, a glimpse of what it's actually like. Um, and that was really great to just, you know, uh, go back to Morrissey Boulevard and just tell these seniors about my experience and what to expect. 
um, and how you know homework isn't as large of the of a you know of a grade in college as it as it is in high school. It's mostly just you know final exams, but uh, being able to do that and just connect with uh, students on LinkedIn and answer any questions they have about you know Wake Forest and you know the the college application process is is always great is always great. I'm I'm really happy that you know people look to me for answers. Um, it it uh it warms my heart for sure. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> great. And and Mike, same question to you. Um, what has your experience been with with you know the the quote unquote BC High Network? Um, you know, since you've you've departed the campus at 150 Morris Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's been tough, um, you know, going to school out west rather than staying locally or um, coming back to Boston for full-time work and being down here in Austin. So it it takes a lot of um, effort and planning, which is completely worth it. Um, and I would encourage everyone to, you know, reach back out to those, those close friends. Um, we usually see each other twice a year, at least um, around the holidays, but then also July 4th. Um, we, we like to meet up so twice a year and then, uh, gosh, two of them are already married. So, you know, going to the occasional wedding, uh, did that this past October, a rare 2020 wedding. Um, and so it's just really important all of us to continue to, to stay in touch and to see each other. Uh, every time we do, we pick right back up where we were. Um, that's, what's so great about it is, uh, you didn't lose anything. And so that's what's so incredible. And um, yeah, you're always just looking forward to the next time you can, you can create that opportunity to catch up with all of them. Alan, I wanna, I wanna come to you on, on a, this kind of the same question, um, obviously from a, a parent's perspective, um, have you had any kind of like interactions with the BC High Network, so to speak, um, from a parent perspective? And what has that been like uh, since your boys graduated? Yeah, well, we were fortunate, as Anthony alluded to, that uh, he he went to BC High with five or six other local young men whose parents we knew quite well, and, and we remained friendly with them. Um, Noah Peterson, who was one of Anthony's classmates, his dad is very involved with BC High Robotics, and, and so uh, we get together and we, we reminisce about, you know, days at BC High or, or on the cross-country circuit. Um, and, and I also have to say that social media has made it quite easy, not only to follow our children, but their friends. And um, my, my sons accuse me of stalking, but, but uh, <laughs> my, my intention is purely honorable. It's just, it's fun to see what these young men are up to. And, and many of them have been gracious and allowed me to follow them. Um, and they actually, some of them uh, follow me and are, are quick to, uh, to point out when my captions or photos are off, you know, off base. But, but um, I would say that, yeah, through effort and social media, it's been great to just watch these, uh, these young men flourish. You know, they're, they're all doing very well. All right, so I have one more question for all three of you. Um, and uh, I'll figure out who I'm gonna go to first in just a second. But one of the things that I always like to ask kind of in closing um, from the folks I talk to on this podcast is if you could give advice to 
current students who are kind of in the grind right now of BC High, um, what advice would you give them, to them? And Alan, I, w- I guess I'll start with you and I'll flip that a little bit or add an angle to that. Um, not only to students, if you have any advice for students, but also maybe to parents who are kind of um, witnessing, you know, th- their, their sons in, in the grind, um, what advice would you share? Well, um, you know, unsurprisingly, um, you know, we live in a world that's, that's quite noisy and sometimes, um, you know, coming through a year, a difficult year like we have with a pandemic, political conflict, um, you know, and just other challenges uh, for, the, for the human race and climate change. I think it's more important than ever to have this notion of um, the bigger picture and, and that um, faith matters most when, when we least expect it. And we all stumble and fall. I've certainly stumbled and fall in my life. And um, my relationship with God and my uh, peers has has really been supportive during those difficult times. And so I would tell both students and parents, um, this isn't a time to neglect uh, uh, spirituality. Um, It's more important, I think, than ever to be connected to to our faith and to um, uh, each other you know, and to observe each other and help each other as much as possible, whether it's in networking or charitable giving or, or just philanthropy in, in, in that respect. So um, perspective, gratitude, and faith. I think those are the messages I would try and share. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, so when I, when I look back at BC High, I, I really see that BC High stands on three pillars. Um, you know, one being academics, one being faith, and one being brotherhood. Um, and my advice for each of those, uh, you know, one for academics is just find your voice. Speak up in class. Don't be afraid to voice your opinion. Um, be eager to learn because it will, it will reap so many benefits down the line if you are just curious. Um, and so when you look at faith, just find your faith help anyone you can um, do good things for other people, not because it's an assignment, but because you truly want to. Uh, and it, I've learned that just helping others has provided this ease of mind in my life. Um, being able to just give back when I can, because I understand that I am extremely lucky to be in the situation I'm in, um, to have a father like my dad, to have a support system like my siblings and my mom, um, but not everyone has that, you know, so it's important to look at it in a different, in a different lens. And, you know, with brotherhood, just find your group. Um, I, I realize that high school can have cliques and that's okay. You don't have to be friends with everyone. Um, just, you know, find, find people that uh, have the same interests as you and just roll with it. You're going you're gonna to weed out the ones who are a little more close and everything is going to work out um, because, you know, I promise you, if you find those people, uh, as Mike said, you're going to stay in touch for years. Um, it's just inevitable. So uh, that's my advice. Mike, take us home. What advice would I give students that are currently grinding? Um, grind in the right direction. 
And what I mean by that is my dad always told Anthony and I make sure you lean your ladder against the right wall. Um, you're not going to overcome, uh, do anything significant overnight. It's, it's a climb. And what you want to make sure is that you're heading in the right direction, that your ladders leaned against the right wall. Um, so make sure that you're grinding, you know, not for your parents or for popularity or, you know, what's, uh, hot or thematic today, grind for what you enjoy um, and realize that and keep an eye on the end goal. I think my dad talking about the big picture is so important. Um, you know, keep the big picture in mind that the grind is worth it if you're heading in the direction that suits you um, and make sure you surround yourself with people who you can talk to. Um, life is full of moments that require grinding. That's another way of saying life's challenging and it doesn't end when you leave BC high. And so often, especially the past year or two years, it's felt like a real grind. Um, make sure you have people that you can talk to, um, whether it's venting or just getting moral and, and uh, support from them um, and have faith. It could be in God, it could be in fate, it could be in, you know, karma, you got to have faith in something. You got to believe in something because otherwise it's pretty hard to keep grinding. So uh, keep grinding in the right direction. That's great. Well, I, I just want to say uh, thank you all for joining us from North Carolina, from Austin, uh, from Somerville. Thank you so much for taking the time out today, Alan, Mike, and Anthony. Um, to say this was a pleasure would be an understatement. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to see each other in person soon. Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you. All right, that does it for this episode of Back to the Point. Huge thank you to Mike, Anthony, and Alan Eofredo for coming on, for sharing themselves. I had a lot of fun with you guys. I hope you had fun too. Um, it was great to have you. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules. Thank you to Mike O'Brien for uh, setting it up, for facilitating. Um, and thank you to Kristen Brophy for being the fairy pod mother and just continuing her incredible sound editing uh, wizard, wizardry. Wow. See, she would, she, she'd be able to edit that out, but we're going to leave it in to make a point. Um, I also want to say thank you to all of you for listening. Um, having a lot of fun with this. So um, we'll talk to you soon.